Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Forest campaign. Through a revolving fund model, they will distribute clean tech cooking stoves across rural Tanzania, helping save the forest and the environment while helping lift families out of poverty. Check out GoFundMe.com slash Tanzania Forests. That's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash T. A-N-Z-A-N-I-A-F-O-R-E-S-T-S. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get into it. Hour number one of the big program. We're going to have Donna Sebo with us here in a few moments. She is in the process of switching uh, some things on her end. Uh, we're also going to be talking to my good, close, personal, longtime friend, Mr. Frank Tolo, or uh, as, as he's often referred to as the godfather of internet radio. And uh, we will talk to them here in a few moments. But before we do that, we've got uh, our brand new app is available, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live. You can do a 24-7 replay as well. Exclusive news and programs information available on our app jiggyjaguar.us or find it in the app store and uh, we are going to call Mr. Frank Cotolo and see if uh, we can get him on the old Skype Rooney which people I, I just love the Skype Rooney um, Frank can you hear me sir Yes, yes, I can. Can Look you hear that? I? Yes, I can hear you, and it, and it it sounds like you're like right across the uh, right across the studio from me, which is awesome. I love that when Skype actually works. Well, it was a pretty hefty air <laughs> air flight, but. I did make it. I am actually across. <laughs> That's right through the magic the door. <laughs> through the magic of radio. And, oh, uh, amazing, we are we are going to go and see if Donna has corrected her uh, her phone issues. Donna Sebo, yes, can you I hear have. me? Yes, I can hear you just beautifully. Happy holidays to you and soon a happy new year. Yes. Well, uh, I wanted to get both of you guys together uh, to talk about the. Uh, look back at, at 2015 and kind of a look ahead at 2016. Um, I want to start with you, Donna. What what was what was one of the big things that you thought stood out? And then uh, we'll get Frank's thoughts and we'll we'll have a, a cool little conversation here. All right. Now, were you talking about nationally, internationally? What whatever you think is the biggest thing that happened in in 2015. Well, I, I know I know it's a really huge open-ended question, and uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, kind of kind of jump in there. I'm 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 not like Frank Cotolo, who is a uh, who is the godfather of internet radio, who who wouldn't ask such questions. But uh, <laughs> but Donna, go. <laughs> Well, what I, the first thing that pops into my mind is that the issue, and I will take this on a national and an international basis, the okay. issue of transparency is huge. That there's all kinds of stuff that is being thrown up and thrown out. And I really think that on a huge scale, 
and I, again, will specify nationally and internationally, I feel that there is a real wake-up call. One, that the world is much smaller than we have acknowledged it to be. Two, technology has moved forward in such an incredible way on so many levels, whether it's in medicine, in business, I don't care. It is just phenomenal. We are having an eruption of, I think, opportunity to create the shifts that need to be done. And for me, one of the biggest components of the year 2015 is the awareness that a lot of what is no longer valid is having to pass away. It's having to die. And at the same time, we are being given the opportunity to make choices to improve things. Or if we choose not to, we can go backwards. And I think that there are more people that are wanting to move forward. And I also think that this year has, at least in my own personal experience, brought me into the awareness that what would be called the senior generation is actually one of the most potent, powerful forces on this planet. And that this senior generation, which in previous generations would have been ignored, is standing up, speaking out, and saying, don't ignore me because I'm not finished yet. So we are in a huge, huge shift of change, but it's also bringing opportunity of choice. And that's where each of us, I think, as individuals, have to make decisions and really think carefully about where we want to see ourselves and what we want to accomplish. Because there's, there's some huge battles going on. There's some victories being made. There's some defeats. And that can be taken mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, however we want to take it. But we are at an apex of shift and change that I think is incredible. I think it's absolutely incredible. So I don't know if that answers your question. Or not, <laughs> well, well, I, 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 I wanted to. I want. I, I love you for 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 that. And uh, Frank, follow up kind of there on on Donna's point and uh, fill us in with your words of wisdom, my friend. Well, you know, after listening to Donna. I feel like I slept through the entire year. <laughs> I I just I, you know, I just I just want to say because because I was thinking more and maybe it's just me, but I was thinking that the most incredible thing uh, that happened all um, in 2015 was I went on Medicare. <laughs> Now I know that sounds selfish. That, that, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, it does, Frank. I didn't realize the scope of this question. I, <laughs> I really wasn't prepared. <laughs> well, Donna, Donna, I love Donna because she she she's giving this this expert analysis and all this stuff, and then you go in and go, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Donna included me in that because I mean, I wound up in that because I I, I did start Medicare and I I'm uh, I don't feel any different than I did 20 years before I yeah. Matter of fact, I feel better. So so perhaps Donna is right. Maybe I could think this through. Although we don't have enough time on this show, I can come back again. Yes, on another show. <laughs> um, it, um, Donna, are you still there? Donna, are oh, you? I'm here. I'm 
you did a wonderful job capsulating the uh, the year there, and I'm I'm still digesting all of it. <laughs> we've got we've got Donna Sebo with us today. She's an international mental practitioner. She's a counselor, speaker, teacher, award-winning author, minister, and radio TV personality. You can get more information at DelphiInternational.com. Go check out the Donna Sebo show page, and uh, she is she is available live weekdays nine. And 10 Pacific Time, on-demand programming 24-7 as well. And uh, she welcomes callers to uh, her, her program as well. She's also got a new show called Warriors for Peace, which is Wednesdays, 11 to noon Pacific Time. And uh, check out more at uh, DelphiInternational.com. And uh, Donna Sebo with us today. And, of course, we also have my good, close, personal, longtime friend. Uh, I have known this guy for God, it seems like 10 years now. Frank Catolo, he is uh, best known as the uh, uh, tag team partner of Wolfman Jack back in the day. He was Mars Catolo, and uh, ever since then, he has... uh, just created this this incredible show called Catola Chronicles. It's syndicated throughout the internet. Uh, it's it's a popular podcast as well. And uh, Frank has talked to everybody from from Barry Farber to uh, uh, the 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 family of Laurel and Hardy. Uh, he's he's done some amazing things. And uh, I'm I'm happy to have my two good buddies with me today to kind of talk about the old year and kind of preview the new year. Now, Frank, you do a show. Um, the last, what, what is it? The last Thursday of each year, uh, roll, roll call from the Bone Garden. Tell us a little bit about what you guys discussed this year. Well, we discuss what we discussed every year, only the names change. <laughs> <laughs> what we do is we, uh, uh, the artist D and I, uh, uh, go down the list of uh, all the celebrities who have passed through the um, in in the year, and these aren't just uh, you know. Uh, um, highfalutin movie stars and stuff. We yeah. we dig into uh, the celebrities in all walks of professional uh, existence. Uh, existence is good, but not existence now. <laughs> not existence, yes. Yeah. So we do that, and we do it as fast as we can from January to, uh, to December in the two hours, and uh, that's that's the roll call from the Bone Garden. You know, the too many people die. And don't get recognized even once. Every time you look on the network TV or, or everywhere else, they have the same 20 people, you know, or 13, 14 people. And uh, so we really get in there to, and, and the last word on many, many people who have even touched fame and maybe not be that famous. We've got uh, Donna Sebo with us today, Frank Catolo. It's 11 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us today here on the big broadcast. And uh, Donna, kind of follow up there on, on Frank's point. Why is that, that that the media and the the folks out there, that they don't recognize a lot of the folks that have passed away? Because as, as Frank says, it seems like the same 10 to 15 people every year that, that pass away and then they get recognized. We interrupt this. We interrupt this program. I just I, I have a, a problem here. You, can you hear me? Yes, I've got you, Frank. I've got you. Okay. And um, I wanted to let you know that yes. you cut away. You, you were gone all of a sudden, so I couldn't hear what you were saying. Okay. Well, what, what I was... And I might add, not long enough for any of us. <laughs> What what I what I was wondering, Donna, is is Frank brought up the fact that it seems like 
when the media talks about people dying each year, they they at the end of the year they, they pick out like their favorite top ten to fifteen people. Um, why why don't they spotlight more people that that pass away each year rather than just you know the just the ten or twelve people that 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 are that are really famous or have done something interesting? Well, I think media in general, and Walter Cronkite said it very effectively and very well, that starting in the 60s, media information was to be more about entertainment. And I think that that is one of the reasons why they keep it short, sweet, and to the point. So whoever is on super screen at the moment, for whatever reason, then those are the ones that they are really going to focus on. And it's there are so many people. I really like what Frank said when he said they're not recognized. I know with my show, that's one of the things that I dearly enjoy doing, and that is showcasing people that maybe will never, ever be in a major magazine or on the front page of Wall Street Journal because there are so many people that contribute that have done something that is magical or has contributed to the betterment of life in so many ways. And if nothing else, maybe they've got a special story to tell that's inspiring to somebody that can make a difference in someone's life. But media anymore, when it comes to dealing with things like this, it is entertainment. And one of the biggest complaints I know that I hear from people is that they really wish we could get some good journalism, really, really good journalism, and not the hype. And I think that that's one of the things that people like Frank and myself and others with podcasts, with internet radio and one level or another, we are being given the fortunate opportunity of putting information out that people otherwise may not even be aware of. So. I think it's all entertainment. I think they do it in short bits because they feel that the average individual has the mentality of a snail, so they can't possibly absorb anything (laughs) or even think for themselves. (laughs) So this really is just so out of line, and I think they dumb down a lot of things, and this is how they're taught. I think a lot of young people that go into media have stars in their eyes and want to be a Katie Couric or someone like that without realizing that they're not given a voice. They cannot speak about anything, really, with integrity and with feeling without someone giving them a script first. You know, Donna brings up something. uh, I'm I'm getting hearing myself back. Donna brings up something. Can you hear me now? I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, wild. Yeah. Well, the, the thing the thing that's really amazing to me in this day and age is that there are 230,000 stations. There I mean there are so many places to go for the news uh, and for things like this. And yet, uh, you know, the on uh, on the Discovery Channel and the Entertainment History Channel and all these places uh, you, you still don't you still hear the same uh, things. Really, yes. you don't, you know, it's it's still uh, brought, all the content is brought down to the least common denominator. Like, everybody's going for the same audience. And if that were the case, then why have all these different genres, you know? You're, uh, I agree. <laughs> yes, you, you, you hit something right there on the head, my friend. It, it, it You need to centralize, I guess. But if you're going to centralize, you're right, Frank. Why do we have 500 channels? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, if you, the cooking people are kind of weird. You know, people who just like cooking and like to watch 24-hour cooking, they must be very weird people. Why, do, why does the cooking channel, and why do they have to be two cooking channels? Isn't there the food channel and the cooking channel? Yes. I don't know what you cook, but I cook food, you know? And so uh, why, uh, why do they uh, try to appeal to the least common denominator? Why do they want a billion people? They're never going to get a billion people. They're only eating at the people who like cooking, so they might as well get a little bit more eccentric, a little more esoteric, uh, but they, it doesn't seem like they don't try. Why is well, that, I Donna? Think, <laughs> I don't think they know how to break out of the box. It's very easy to stay in the box. When you look at the history of old-time radio, there were all kinds of various things that were done, and it was just magical, but there wasn't much in competition with radio. So I think lots of times they, again, have gone to the 24-7 situation, and they, they come up with stuff. The other day I was watching something on television, and I wondered who was so brain-dead that they would be talking about someone's underwear and worms and other things, too, that and they put together a show that I don't even think my dog would find interesting. I mean, it was really terrible. But they're reaching, they're trying, they're doing all kinds of things because the world of communication is so expansive anymore that people are saying, if I don't like what I hear, I switch. So they try anything and everything that they possibly can, and they think they're out of the box, but they're really following a similar formula that has been done many times and failed. Yeah, I don't know about the old radio thing and old TV. I mean, that was, that was, those were industries growing and I don't, yes, I, I don't, I don't know how much they did that wasn't uh, geared towards getting the biggest, m biggest audience of all ages. And they had, I mean, they had every, they were captive audience because you had kids, yes. you had whole families listening to like one radio show. Well, it doesn't happen anymore. And now that it's uh, separate, you know, they were still looking for money and only money, and that was it. Uh, so that's what happened with broadcasting, and that's what ha that's what's happened with the internet. Jiggy can tell you this: when we started this gosh darn community, you know, the the uh, the mainstream media wanted nothing to do with us. Okay, and now, uh, but you know, when it turned out that they could make money here, <laughs> they didn't. You know, they 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 gave up. They reneged on their on their dismissal of our appearances and our performances, and they just came and took over. Uh, it, and that's what it's about. That's what it's always going to be about. I just don't understand how there's not a couple of people who don't see that you can make some money uh, doing these other things. I, don't, I just don't get it. And that's that's it. Good night, everyone, and thank you for being. Can anyone hear? I lost everybody. Everyone's gone. Well, this is a Jiggy Jaguar show. You're listening to the Jiggy Jaguar show, the big broadcast. If anyone's listening to me at all, well, on. Oh, I'm hearing grunts and groans. This is all I hear. It's why well, it's the this curse of Skype. Either that, or maybe the maybe the mainstream media has got a hold of us, and they're maybe they're disrupting us, they're hacking us. I can't hear anybody.
Hello, hello. Is this the Jiggy Jaguar show? Hello. Is this the Jiggy Jaguar show? I don't. fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Last summer, a six-year-old girl named Elisa was very moved by her seven-year-old friend, Jaden, who opted to donate some of her birthday gifts from her family and relatives to fund a boat to give a fisherman. This fisherman is one of 6,200 in the Philippines. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Okay, we've got Donna Sebo with us still. And we're going to go back to the telephone and see if we can get Frank back on the line. Hi, Frank. is this the Jiggy Jaguar Show? <laughs> there we go. Can you hear me now? Sure. Okay, good. Uh, Donna, you can still hear me, correct? Yes, I can. Okay. There's a very loud hum on the line. Yes, I'm. I'm trying to fix that as well. It's. It's. It's the curse of technology. Did um, you? Uh, do you still know that guy in Illinois who fixes those computers? Yes. Send it to him. <laughs> so I need to send. I. I. I need to send it to Jean Paul Taratoka. I remember star. him. Okay. <laughs> yes, Jean Paul and uh, WKRP FM, which was a. Uh, which was a, 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 a we, 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 we had fun with John Paul a few years ago. <laughs> I believe the term that Frank used at that point was, well, you're just having a pissing match with the guy on the internet. <laughs> just stop that. Move on with your life. <laughs> That's what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now, Frank, we were talking uh, with Donna earlier about some of the different things that have happened this year. What yeah. do you think of this political climate that we are in with this with this odd you know trump and bernie sanders and people being pissed off what what what, what do you think about all this and then i cannot wait to get donna's thoughts on this but i'm going to start with you because you're not a fan of these talk radio guys who, who kind of gin all this crap up like back and rush and all them i think well here's what i think i think it's a glitch uh, and uh, that that has come about because the uh, cultures of the left and the cultures of the right have uh, spread so far uh, that there's a disparity between them and the middle is this gaping hole of of everything. And I think what we're seeing are the concentrated uh, the concentrated uh, desires of people uh, of extreme people on either side. Uh, I don't think it's going to last. Because uh, it, it it because it, it just can't run this way. I don't think the the so-called institution machine is breaking down, uh, not not for a moment. I don't think it's happening. There's no revolution. There's no nothing. This is just a glitch, uh, moving along uh, in a um, in a world that is uh, as uh, corrupt as ever. Donna, what 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 do you think of this whole thing with these uh, talk radio people and all this uh, political? Wait a second, stuff? what does it have to do with talk radio people? No, I thought you meant the political. No, no. Situation. I, I meant I meant the political situation with 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 you know like Beck and these guys are like oh, I don't like Trump and you know Trump goes nuts and then 
People talk crap on Bernie Sanders, and it just the the, the whole political uh, process. Yeah, okay. It's a gl- I didn't know what you said. Talk radio, people. I didn't know what. No, I didn't it, mean you, me, and Donna. We're fine. No, I didn't I, mean uh, that either. What <laughs> I meant I meant the rest of these clowns out here. Well, that's just a commercial thing. You know that we've talked about this <laughs> for, for as long, way before uh, this uh, campaign got started. Those guys are all just uh, hawkers. They're just hawkers looking for an audience, and they're just uh, doing, making a living with a product. And they're a song and dance man for the right. That's all. They're not. They don't do anything. Uh, we, you know, we've talked about that over and over again. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Donna. No, I didn't want, no. I mean, go, 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 Donna. I'm listening. I'm listening. I am thoroughly disgusted with all of them. I really <laughs> think that we have gone so far, and it's nothing new with politicians. I mean, this is something they've been doing forever. And the drama that goes on belies what really needs to be taken care of. And I think that. There are very few commentaries that are really intelligent, that really, in my view, and what I've heard, I'm not impressed. I really am not. Because I think so many times the debates are not really debates. They are choreographed in a certain way. They want to create division. They want mudslinging. And instead of really getting to facts, there's a lot of illusion. It's like a dog and pony show. And it's really a sad thing. Yet, I think more and more people are aware of that. But on the other hand, there's a lot of people that expect that. They want to have the drama. They want to have something else. We're in very, very serious times. And I think yeah. clarity is important. And we have had so much that has been misrepresented. We have people that are in positions of authority that don't even read the bills that they sign. We have people that someone else is instructing on what to say, and they don't have a clue, really, about the reality of what's going on. And it's very, very disappointing. This is a nation that has set so many precedents that are very, very good, very, very positive, and yet we have a climate that doesn't even know its own history. But, but Donna, Donna, isn't it all noise? I mean, nothing's, re- what's really happening that's affecting everybody to an extent where they have to, uh, where they have to feel like they want such incredible change. This is, change from what? what what's going on? This is, there's nothing different. This country's lasted through all the crap, all the corruption, everything else, and we're sitting back here, and I know people who are screaming and yelling for the right or the left, and they're screaming and yelling for what? Are their lives any different now than the lives were back then? They're a little bit better because they could say things, and there's more places to say things. But what, what is everyone yelling about well i think what really is affecting a lot of people and there's so many levels to it i don't i don't think it's just a straight black and white answer but i do think that we have reached a point where there is to put it bluntly so much corruption so much laziness so much disassociation that people are going to really have to hold hold individuals accountable. Yeah, but the cheerleaders for this clown show are people who want to go back 
uh, to they want to move backwards and just put everything that really is, uh, the, every they want to put everything back in the closet and the drawers and everything uh, and, uh, and and corruption will still be there all everything will still be there <laughs> so it's like what make you know what would make them more comfortable on either side it makes no I sense don't think that those that are that you're speaking of are ever going to change their tune I think their song and dance is the same and it will continue but I do think that as a nation, we are at a very critical impasse because we must understand Why? that if we don't hold people accountable for what they do, and this is something that is occurring too often, where people are not being held accountable, if the standards are not there and not enforced, then the future generations, the generations of today say, well, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Nothing's going to change. It takes involvement. It takes an awareness that sometimes it's boring and monotonous what has to be done. But you don't get a crop without tilling the soil, planting the seeds, and making sure that things are taken care of. But there's a point where you're going to realize there's some things that may not make it and others will. But in the country's history, usually it has been some tremendous drama that has caused people to move forward. Human beings haven't changed very much. Right. Most people really don't want to be bothered with anything because they are so busy just taking care of everyday life. And let's face it, it is, there's a lot going on in people's lives. However, when we have those moments in history and we look at our American history and it's not quiet and passive, it's had all kinds of upheavals. It's been necessary. You look at history of different nations. It has been necessary, but there are those that were not willing to rise up and meet challenges, and that is one of the things that has been very unique to the American persona. But if that is not something that is respected and honored and people are not held accountable, then the history of the United States will go the wayside just like Rome did, like Greece has done, like Italy has done, like Africa has done, like Egypt has done. It's nothing new. It's, it's a patterning that comes about. And that's why I said I'm finding in my interactions with mature individuals, where in previous generations, my parents, my grandparents, when they reached their middle age years, it was like, well, okay, it's a rocking chair and apple pie. That's what we're supposed to do. But not in today's world. There are many people of mature years that are saying, we have to stand up and speak out and do. And I think that that is very significant. I really think that it is making a difference, but if those who are complaining do not provide the proper example for the younger generation, then what are they going to copy? They're going to copy what they see emphasized most of the time. Well, I, I don't know. There's, there's something utopian that everybody sees in their own generation, you know, when they're... And, and, uh, so I, I don't necessarily agree that the, I, uh, that uh, this climate uh, is going to uh, could actually decay anything about this system. Uh, something about this system that absorbs the corruption that makes it uh, that makes it 
uh, actually fuel <laughs> this country moving ahead. Uh, and, and although I'm not, I, I wouldn't be right or left, I guess they all consider me left because I think this way, but, you know, I don't go out and do anything. And, and, and I don't think a lot, most people don't go out and do anything. And when we talk on the radio, we're just, we're just making noise. Uh, and all the, so everybody, nobody does anything. But I, I think there's something about the idea of this country that's, I mean, I don't think it's even been, even been scratched the surface yet. <laughs> I mean, you're going through change and it's, uh, uh, it's, it's growing pains or what have you. But I don't, I think that if we were in any other generation, we would probably be dealing with all the same things as too much corruption. The whole, the, you know, the country's headed towards this, that, and it will never be like, I don't think this country would ever be like what happens in Egypt, what happens in the, in the Middle East. Then those people, you know, they, they can't, they don't have a, they don't have this foundation. And this foundation is magic. It's just magic. And I think that we'll put a little trust in it, you know, um, and, uh, and just move along uh, it'd be okay, but uh, but that's what I'm saying. The extreme on the left and the extreme on the right is, you know, well, we're heading towards a cliff, and that's it for America. Oh, give me a break. Give me some odds on that one. I'd like to bet. <laughs> well, I don't disagree that America's going to disappear. I don't think so, because when I did an interview back in 1992 with a staunch communist, I was in Russia on a business trip, and I had the opportunity to interview this man. After the interview, he made a comment to me. I can't hear her. Hold on, hold on. I'm making making adjustments. Okay, Donna, go 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 ahead. We'll try this again. I shared it with a lot of people. Here's a man who had lived through Stalin's era, and he wasn't—he was a young man when he came through it. But he said, "There's something about you, Americans. You have a fire in your belly. Is it? You feel you have the right to be free?" And I said, "That's absolutely correct." He said, "We Russians do not have that within ourselves." And so what prompted me, after having these various conversations with people of different political positionings and environments that I wouldn't wish on anybody, it made me even more aware of what you have just said, Frank, and that is, what has made America so special is that we have a fire in the belly that believes that we have the right to be free, that we have the yep. right to do exactly what we're doing today. And in many parts of the world, people do not feel they have their right, dependent on their cultural background, whatever it is, and there are those few that will fight tooth and nail to be able to reach this country because they have the right to be able to make choices. But this is something that, that is the American spirit. It belongs to anyone that chooses to be a part of the American environment. That is what people around the world fight to be able to have the right to experience. And I've done thousands of interviews with people from cultures all over this planet. And each one of them that I've interviewed has stated the same thing, that this is what they would like to be able to pass along to their relatives or to people in the other countries that they came from to know how rich their lives would be. Corruption is nothing new. I agree with you, Frank, and that's always going to be. But every once in a while, you got to clean house. Every once in a while, you got to clean house. It's not. But it's like the human body. House. You know, the human body does a, does a lot of of cleaning and uh, repairing and stuff. And we don't even see it. It just works itself out. It's like whatever's that's magic is in the human body. Uh, you know, one way or another. That's yep. the kind of thing I think that is. Uh, 
uh, that, that's built into this system. And uh, we don't really know how we keep thinking. And the right keeps thinking it should be this way, that was, and the left keeps, and everybody uh, has a plan for how it should be when it's working all along. It's working no matter what. <laughs> Well, it is and it isn't. Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But usually it's the guy and gal, the average guy and gal on the street that's making the difference. They're the ones that continue to do, and they, in their own way, move and shake. And just a small, you don't necessarily need to have, uh, you know, a bomb blasting off, but you do small things, you do them well, and you keep on moving and just say, well, somehow or another, we're going to get through this. But they, there are a lot of people that are active. There are a lot of people that are out there, not just screaming just to scream. Not They're doing. They're not making a lot of noise, but they're doing. And that is what I feel makes this country so very, very special. It's Mr. and Mrs. Average American out there, not the politicians, but the people that get up, go to work every day, pay their bills, take care of things. Yeah, but those are the people who want to define who and what Mr. Average is is like. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I, you're right. Are people just going out there doing their stuff? But, but the stuff they're doing and the little businesses they're doing and the lives they're leading, it's all because this stuff is going on. It's all, this stuff is going on anyway. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I just think, it's, I think there's an awful lot of hot air flying around. There always has been. And there's yelling and screaming and stuff. And, there, and, and I think everybody just wants to do what you, what you said. And, you know, just, just sit back and uh, enjoy this uh, freedom we have. However it is, we want to ourselves. But, but why must there be groups that go out and want to define what the American should be? Make America great again? Give me a break! <laughs> What about, how can that get to be people who don't see through that? They should be shipped out. Those people sound like him. Hey, like, you know, <laughs> ship out the people who don't realize that. <laughs> well, see, and that's that. That's something uh, I, I want to get into here. We're, we're, we're talking with Frank Cotolo. Of course, check out Cotolo Chronicles each and every Thursday night. Uh, what is it, 9 p.m. Eastern? 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m. Eastern. Donna Sebo has a uh, great radio program. She has two shows. She has Warriors for Peace, Wednesdays, 11 to noon Pacific time, and, of course, the Donna Sebo Show live weekdays. <laughs> how do you nine, handle two shows in uh, one week? Jesus. <laughs> how do you do that, Donna? <laughs> I do it. I've been doing it for 15 years. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, now, now, Donna, your, your, your show's live weekdays, 9 uh, nine to ten uh, Pacific uh, on demand, twenty four seven at DelphiInternational.com. Um, kind of follow up there on Frank's point. How have how has the uh, basically the American people been kind of, I guess, uh, swashbuckled if that's a word into this uh, <laughs> into this whole Donald Trump thing about making America great again. Well, America is great, but I think he's using a slogan. He is extremely experienced at working with whatever is going to suit the moment. And there has been, and this is due to media, a real image of the American capabilities that has been dumbed down. And I have seen it demonstrated in so many different materials that cross my desk and there seem to be those people that want to ignore 
all of the phenomenal things that have been accomplished in this country, again, by individuals that you'll never see in the Wall Street Journal. They are just out there doing what they need to do, and yes, there are a few like a Steve Jobs or a Bill Gates or a Paul Allen or some other people of, you know, of, of tremendous recognition, but they don't really emphasize what it took to make things happen. Once in a while you hear these stories, but this, the American idea has been, I know I was raised with it, I know of many people that still are raised with it. But say, if you have a dream, if there's something that you want to accomplish, you can do it. It doesn't mean there's going to be instant gratification. You are going to be able to accomplish it. It could happen in a way you would never imagine, but go for the dream. Don't be afraid of the risk. And that has been part of what I feel is, again, another significant aspect of the American spirit. It's like, well, let's go try it. The worst thing that can happen is that we flunk, okay, let's try something else. And there's so many people that are just doing incredible things. And there are people around the world that are doing incredible things. And I think that media has really, because they didn't know what else to do, they've talked down what we are accomplishing. I watched a program just last night on television about tugboats. Now, how many people are going to get five seconds worth of time to tugboats? Well, these tugboats are extremely important because they work with these monstrosities of cargo ships. These things are massive. They're like cities. They almost seem like they're as big as a state. They're just huge. Here are these little tugboats out there, and these are powerful machines. And as I watched the program, I looked at the machine development. I looked at the various things that they were showing, and I thought, that is... American ingenuity at its best. They were using engines through a certain company, but somewhere, someone had to put together the concepts and the ideas so that these seemingly insignificant little tugboats, and they're anything but insignificant, here they are doing this phenomenal job. This is part of what makes this country so incredible, what makes the world so incredible. And I just I think Trump just comes up with these slogans. I think he's got good PR people. He knows what pushes people's buttons. And they really love the feel that he gives that we can go out and, and do anything. And I think that, that that's great. But that doesn't mean that he's really qualified to do whatever it is that he's wanting to go after. This is a man that doesn't need money, he doesn't need anything, but this is one thing that he was sort of like the big thing that would be accomplished for his career. You know, I'm suspicious. So I, 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 I'm suspicious about this. I, I, I get this feeling, uh, and I don't, I guess it's just one possibility in the 100% uh, circle of possibilities, and that is that, uh, that Trump uh, came into this. I, I don't really think he's as clever as people are now giving him credit for being because he's gotten this far, because he just latched. I don't think he knew that audience was there. I don't think he planned this. I think he played it as he went along. I don't think he's that smart. 
uh, just making money. Plenty of people have just made money. So you know, he's not even that rich per se as a, as a lot of other people in the world. And, and yet, uh, uh, I think he just is stumbling along. And I and I don't think he knows what else to do. So he does what he did from the streets of Brooklyn and talks like that. And you know, if it didn't work out, and there was a chance none of this stuff would work out, everybody thought it wouldn't work out. You know, he'd be uh, he, he'd be right back making his business deals and and maneuver and manipulating his business. I don't think he's that great. I don't think he's that smart. Uh, I think a lot of this is a is a, a lot of him is a big glitch too because he caught on to those people who said this is the way we want America to be. I don't even think he thought up let's make America great again. Someone else probably did it for him. He got people, <laughs> on, you know, people on the payroll. We'll do this stuff, you know. So I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think you know I think he's less than qualified. But I don't think he's that smart. I think we're starting to give him a little bit too much credit. He does if, because if he thinks. I mean, if he's going to go out there and say, this is what we'll do, and not realize that the, the president doesn't just do those things <laughs> and that we don't understand that, uh, then I think, uh, you know, uh, they're looking. I, stupid people want stupid leaders. Donna, is, well, is, is, that, is that the case? Stupid people no, want stupid leaders? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think, again, though, it is a show. It is a show, and I'm inclined to agree with Frank. I think Trump took it on just to see what would happen. And he's got nothing to lose. He doesn't no, mind. He's no, he, he's probably just as surprised right now as, uh, as anybody. It, it doesn't, but he's got a good team of people, and he has managed through the years. He's had his big failures, but you don't hear about that. You don't hear about those failures. And this is something that I think whoever is giving him advice, whoever is managing a lot of things, he has to have a team. Every person that's ever run for a political positioning has to have a team around them. They don't have enough hours in the day. They can't do everything. And something I've often said to individuals, if you really want to know more about the person that is running for office, find out about the team of people behind them. That is going to give you an insight as to what's really going on. There's a lot of players that don't ever want to be visible because they want to manage in that invisible spectrum. And it's, it's showbiz. That's what you do. When you put on a performance, a play, you have your cast, you have your characters, you have your gaffers, you have all of these people that help to make something happen. But without that team, it's not going to be effective. So whether it's Trump, whether it is Carson, whether it is anybody on either side of the aisle, I don't hear anyone asking when it comes to media. I've never heard anybody ask, have you read XYZ Bill? I don't find anyone in media that has taken the time to read XYZ Bill and then be able to ask articulate questions of the people running in the office saying, on page three, we have paragraph 45, sentence number three. Why is this in this bill? And the reason I bring this up is that everything is at such a fast pace. And again, this is nothing new. You want to move quickly enough so that people are going to buy in to what is said. You want the show. You want the glitz. You want the noise. You want to have the distractions. And if you are really a straight shooter and you give the facts and you talk about what's there, then that is a whole different spectrum. And media doesn't want to give a lot of attention to that. The reason Trump is getting so much attention is that he's, he's, he's the showboy. 
he is the one that is the leading star right now. And I don't think that people are dumb. I think that media has a great deal to do with what happens. And but we really, just, whoever's managing him is really doing a good job because. But you and I, but you and I just talked a, a, a while ago about how dumb the people who run media, <laughs> because they can't, because they're not doing the things right. We were talking about them not being able to get out of the box, and I was saying they're not dumb. Well, they're playing to people who are what? Uh, I mean, we we just uh, we just contradicted ourselves. Well, not really, because in media, I didn't mean to imply that everybody in media is dumb. No, I, I would say I the do. same thing about them that they. Would <laughs> I do. <laughs> that is awesome. Go ahead, Don. Well, you may, but uh, I don't. I think that there are those people that are savvy, and they understand entertainment, and that is what they do. There are so many different newscasts that I've listened to that have been so disappointing because it's all in the hype. It has very little to do with the facts. And so those that really want to get to the facts, usually they're bounced out because they're not playing the game. And it is, it's, it's a big game, and it's not a new game. It's a game that's been going on for eons. I mean, this is just, just the reality of how it is perceived. But every once in a while, there's a cleanup job. And when it's time to do a cleanup, then all kinds of pandemonium breaks out. And that's can not I, all bad. Hey, can I make a, a big prediction? Yes, go. I want to make a big prediction because I, I really, uh, I've been good at this stuff. Uh, and uh, I think when, if, uh, if Hillary becomes the nominee, it certainly seems like all the odds are there. I know who a running mate is going to be. And I want everybody to go out and put their money on this because you can do this on, I think you can do it illegally. <laughs> I heard, yeah, but I want to tell you, who is going to be a running mate? You, uh, does anybody want, you want to guess on that, Donna? No, I don't want to guess on it. <laughs> no, I don't want to guess well, on take it. it take this I one love to the, that. Take this one to the bank, people. <laughs> it's going to be Clinton Franken. Yes, Al Franken will be her running mate. Really? Al, Senator Al Franken, he is already so deep into into the into her campaign from way back. And I'm telling you, he's two-time from Minnesota. Minnesota can go either way. We want it to be a completely blue state. He appeals to the young people because Saturday Night Live was on for 40 years and they had the 40-year anniversary and everybody watched it, even kids. Everyone knows it. I'm telling you, he's going to be a heartbeat away from the presidency. <laughs> <laughs> Al Franken. Yes, him, Al Franken. That's right. It's going to be great. That's, That's awesome. my predictions. <laughs> I, I, I am going to bring that up to Donald Mazzella and Dan Perkins when we talk to them in hour number three because do, I, I'm going to bring that up. Do that and I'll tell you, and I'll get mods too. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna bring that up to both of them. So 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 you're you're telling me I want to I want to make sure I get this correct because <laughs> because Don Don has known me for years. I get things wrong every once in a while. <laughs> Well, you had me on. <laughs> Your prediction, Frank Catolo, is who will be Hillary Clinton's running mate when she gets the nomination will be... Al Franken. <laughs> Senator Al Franken from Minnesota, ladies and gentlemen. A heartbeat away from the presidency. People were, were, were going nuts when Ronald Reagan, who was an actor, at least he was a governor first, entry, right? They were going nuts? Wait. Yes. Wait. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, uh, it is 52 minutes after the hour. We've got Frank Cotolo with us today from Cotolo Chronicles. Also, uh, Donna Sebo. Of course, you can uh, listen to her radio programs. She does an amazing, amazing job. She's got uh, her new show, Warriors for Peace, which is Wednesdays, 11 to noon Pacific, on uh, DelphiInternational.com. And, of course, the Donna Sebo Show, uh, award-winning author as well. It's live weekdays, 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, on-demand programming, 24 seven as well and uh frank um as as we enter the new year uh what what do you think is going to be some of the different things that are going to go on and then i want to get donna's thoughts on that i well i think i was talking to a whole bunch of uh um, uh, digital guys um a couple of on my show a couple of weeks ago the guys who started you know amcast yes yes good old amcast.com i remember amcast and and the people who created uh you know the technology that is now internet radio which of course you know uh is has splintered into many many other things but and i think what's going to happen is i think that now uh the next step is that people are going to be doing uh the chores uh by phone uh, they're going to be doing. They're going to be opening and closing their garage doors, putting their lights on, cooking their food. They're not even going to be anywhere near their house. I think the next thing is using, uh, manipulating items from other places. I think that's going to be very big this year. I think that, and that's okay. on good, uh, you know, research. That that's on good authority. Um, Donna, what 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 do you think is going to be uh, the big thing coming up this year? Well, I think we're going to see some phenomenal medical accomplishments that are going to really break through some old paradigms. Hey, did you hear about the cancer thing, uh, Donna? That was on this morning? No more chemo? Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear that, but that's long overdue. That that has been a system that should be totally eradicated because it's... Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I... I, I agree with it, but that's all digital. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally barbaric. But yes, that is something that does not surprise me at all. In fact, there's going to be even more research and developments that are going to be coming forward. And I think that there's also what's going to be evolving this next year is that with technology, paradigms are changing so quickly. And even when it comes to the overseas involvement that we've got, that is very challenging for our military and for those people that are being directed to follow certain patterns and actions. We have got a a whole shift that's coming in so quickly that it's beyond the awareness of most people because, again, they're busy doing whatever they have to do with their lives and all of a sudden, the advancements in technology that are going to be coming forth that have been ready for over five to seven years is going to burst out onto the scene. And this is going to create a lot of shift and a lot of change. So we've got a whole new modality that is evolving with technology. And again, this is, some, this is not really new stuff. It's been around for a long time. But because of certain patents going out of date and various things that are evolving, we are going to find ourselves, my goodness, within five years using technologies in ways and manners that we would never have imagined. But in 2016, there is a lot of educational breakthrough that's going to force different educational systems, the public school systems, to make a shift and change. It is, it is coming in so fast 
that the flexibility and adaptability of people in general, it, it's going to be, they're going to want to move slowly and it's not going to be possible. And it's really, we're in for some upheavals, some big upheavals. Because you know, you know it's going to be great too? So After, in eight years, when, uh, when all this uh, the stuff that you're talking about is moving along, uh, unless stuff is moving on in eight years, we'll be vote. We'll have President Al Franken will be uh, <laughs> because wow. he will be vice president for eight years, and he'll be president. Well, President Al Franken and all the stuff you're talking about. And I want to make one more prediction before the hour runs out. Okay. Uh, that eventually, oh, yeah. probably 2017 or what have you, Ted Cruz will uh, eventually jump out of an airplane without a parachute. That. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> because he ain't going to like all this stuff. And he certainly ain't going to like President Al Franken. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We've got Donna Sebo with us today. And, of course, Frank Catolo. And before we let everybody go, Donna, um, what do you have lined up for, for the radio programs uh, come January? Oh, my goodness. I have got such powerful people. I I really find that there are so many good people out there. I've got a woman tomorrow. We're going to be talking about how she and her company are working with people to use solar energy for stoves in different parts of the world where they don't have trees anymore because they burned them all down. Uh, it's There's that. We've got, I've got information on war dogs. I have... Uh, just so much good information about business and science and uh, psychology. People wow. just amaze me. I have the privilege of interviewing on my show well over 200 people a year. And wow. every one of them is contributing in their own way, in their own special way, at making life richer and fuller. And I just feel so privileged to be able to interact with all of these people. Most of them I'll never meet in person. But the fact that, that they're out there communicating and they're giving the best of what they've got, I just, I just feel I'm very fortunate because in most you countries are. of the world, I would have been executed. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't have even allowed me to do what I do. That's well, amazing, and we've come full circle because in the beginning you, you were very uh, uh, explicit and, uh, and uh, prosaic about... Uh, what happened last year, and now you're telling me all, all the everybody all the great things you got going, uh, and uh, um, for uh, radio and broadcasting in in 2016. Once again, I feel dwarfed by it uh, because all if he asks me the same question, I'm going to have to say, "Well, the year's starting off with Jiggy Jaguar as our guest." <laughs> That's right. I got it's, nothing. You got nothing. I got Literally nothing. Well, uh well Frank, I, I appreciate you being with us today. Donna, I definitely appreciate you. And uh you you guys, this has been fantastic. And uh we've got coming up in hour number two, uh me and Frank's mutual friend, Mr. John Matthews, and uh Frank Savalto from the New Media Journal coming on to discuss some of the other uh different things that happened in the in the new year and uh i i, I just can't thank you guys enough this has been fantastic i hope you guys have, have had a blast and uh happy new year to everybody and we will talk to you guys in the new year thank you donna thank you frank thank you're you. welcome bye bye happy new year to you too bye-bye definitely thank you frank catolo and of course uh, donna sebo with us today we're going to take a brief time out when we come back we will chat with john matthews and of course uh our good buddy mr frank subalto coming up
partner with us today. These folks are absolutely, absolutely amazing, and they are doing some incredible things for the crowdfunding world. John Deans, the CEO of REO Capital, has just released a new project called REO Capital Expansion Campaign. REO Capital LLC is a capital raising firm, is based in Detroit and Miami soon. They provide capital raises to hedge funds, venture capital funds, private equity. REO Capital is a unique because it also provides legal services, CFO services, and research services to its clients besides capital raising. The project of the expansion is now up for everyone to see and be part of. This campaign is showcasing the expansion project in a unique way. The backers are able to get an inside look at how this idea of REO Capital came to realization. Participate as a JV partner to become part of its future. Brand new marketing. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.